Welcome to another episode of Get Your Bag Right podcast. It's the first episode of this year and I'm glad to be joined by the lovely lady Monamkasi. She was here before. Was it the beginning of last year? Yeah, I think somewhere in the first quarter. Yeah, and yes. now you're here, the beginning of this year, 2024. True, true, true. Yes. So, to start off, how was your holiday? My holiday was nice. Mm-hmm. I actually managed to go home, spend time with my family. I feel like every time somebody asks me that question, the right answer, it, it was very intimate and beautiful because I really got to spend some intimate moments with my family. Like just the catch-up, one-on-one with every one of my siblings and my parents and just to hang out and get to know them more and my babies. Oh, so wow. It was really nice. Yeah. So nice. Mine was just there. That's a normal holiday, <laughs> <laughs> a normal Christmas holiday, where you go to Shags to visit your grandparents, you cook food, you eat, you interact with your cousins. So it's just a ritual thing, which I'm used to. So it's like clockwork every December, same routine, let's do it over again. You're back in Nairobi. I feel like you're sucking the joy out of it. <laughs> no, I think also as you grow older, mm-hmm. you need to create new memories. Yeah. Because the routine becomes boring. So you're like, okay, now I need to have my own family to create my own routine. This mm-hmm. one is like, I know clockwork. Uh, this, we are going to do this. This I can even close my eyes and it's still the same thing. So I believe like it reaches a certain point where you're like, okay, I'm done with this, creating these memories for these people and this routine. Now it's my time to now mm. create my own routine. I feel like for me, it's, op- it's the opposite. The older I get, the more I appreciate the quote-unquote routine. Because I feel like me creating my own family is a bit extreme. Like, now I'm going to start having babies because I want to create a new ritual. No, that's not going to work. (laughs) (laughs) For me, I think that's what I am longing for. I need Uh, just change. I just need change and new routines over. 2024 goals, start my own family. For you, that is. (laughs) Yeah, I know. That's so quick. Okay. So, today's episode is about money bias and trauma. So we're going to discuss our money bias and our trauma when it comes to our relationship with money and how we handle money. But before we start, we always play a game. But today I didn't carry my card. So we've just Googled <laughs> some questions yeah. which we are going to answer. So you'll a- I'll ask the questions, then both of us can answer. Yeah. So the first question is, what was your first dream job and is it your dream job now? No, it's not. My first, I feel like my first, first dream job was to be a banker. But what, what, what do we say dream job is? Like when, when you're you small, you're like, what do you want to be when you grow up? You say, a policeman. <laughs> you remember when you we were saying those still things? Very, no, I did not say that, but still very valid to everyone who said it. <laughs> you know, like we used to say like ambiguous things. Not ambiguous, yeah. but un- okay. And let me not. Actually, like what either what you've seen, mm-hmm. um, what you're exposed to, oh, obviously, yeah. or something that has been in society modeled to be admirable. So mm-hmm. you're like, okay, that is what I look forward to being when I grow up. Mm. You know, back then it was like either you're an engineer, you're a doctor, mm. you're a lawyer. Those were the in things. Yes, still is. Yeah, yeah, back then. Plus dancer. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> you tell your parents you want to become a dancer. Yes, after making the money, then you show them. Oh, like yeah. Hey, hey, hey. So what was your dream job? It was banker. I wanted to be a banker when I grew up. It's not my dream job anymore. 
Okay, okay. Yeah. I think for me, my dream job, my earliest, my vivid memory was I wanted to become a doctor. The reason mm. is when I was in when I was in primary, there's a period when I was primary, I was really sick. So I was in and out of hospitals and doctors were trying to figure out what is wrong with me. So I was like, okay, when I, when I finish from four, even what I applied, I remember I will get, four, not from four, class eight, I will get these marks, I will go to this school, I'll go to university, I'll become a doctor, so I'll be treating kids when they have this yeah. condition. Hey, let me tell you, that, that came from a good place. That came from a good place until I realized eh, 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 this this was just a dream job. Yeah. Yeah. But it would have been nice, right? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. I hate hospitals. I am empathetic. Uh, I'm those people who have so much empathy. So if someone is sick and they're next to me, it's like I feel the disease, you know? Like I can't even watch someone being injected. I'm like, oh no, 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 no. I feel like the blood is, is being drawn away from me. So even sometimes oh. when I realize, okay, with that dream job, I'm like, eh, 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 I didn't too know foul. myself. Too foul. Yes, yes, yes. Makes sense. Yeah. So the next question is, what day in your life would you like to re- relive? Mm. Mm, what day in my life? Mm. I feel like it has to be a day when I was already an adult. Yeah. It's, it's hard to pick one, but for me, like a day that I would love to relive, I think it's a day that it has to be one of my family vacations when we go on vacations where we wake up, we go to the pool, we swim, we have breakfast. Mom makes sure that we have breakfast because there's a chef who's going to prepare the meals. And then we come in, we have the breakfast. After I've done a little work on my laptop, then we go and change because we have an activity that either myself or my sister has planned. Then we come back, food is ready again. Oh, wow. Yes, I know. And, and then at night, then we have a movie night. And then we catch up, of course, with dinner and everything. And then you're mm. good to go. Okay. That would be like a oh, okay. nice. Yes. Okay. I think also for me, it can be around the same instances. But mostly those family gatherings. Me, my sisters, my parents. But now, not when I'm an adult, <laughs> when I was young. <laughs> <laughs> like those Sunday vacations, <laughs> we used to go for those dinners on Sundays or those outings after church on Sundays. I remember, like when you say that, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. those moments when I was a child, that those things precious. used to s- to be so nice, you know. When it's carefree, you don't even know who's paying the bill. Right now, if you go out as a family, everyone is like, hmm. this is a money podcast. This is the one <laughs> to pay the bill, you know. That time you, you're like, oh yeah, can we play games? And your parents are just like, yeah, face painting. Right now, when you go out, we have to plan. Okay, we're going out. Who's catering for this? Who's catering? So we split the bills. Yeah. 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 So I think that will be a moment I will want to relive. Yeah. And me, I appreciate the adult part because I actually get to be part of helping with the bill <laughs> also. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, that's the adulting part, yes. Okay. So we can go right into the um, episode of today. Just a minute. So to begin with, what was your earliest memory related to money? Actually, like um, the ones that I actually remember, because they're like multiple, which are quite funny. But we used to be given because we, myself and my sister, we used to study quite a distance from school, from home. Mm. So everybody used to be given their own amount. 
for for accountability purposes of course so you're fair and if you needed any a little bit of snack mm. you're given and then now at the school we had a canteen so our parents would pay on a on a monthly basis for us mm. to eat lunch so literally our like money we were given money at hand was strictly for transport and snacks mm. so one time my sister i don't know she ate her how whatever how money, money or whatever or it's either she used it or she lost it so when we were going back she was telling me oh yeah i don't have money for fair so you see the way kids used to carry each other mm, for matatu, matatu yeah. yes that was her suggestion but i was like we need to be in solidarity so me i went and took my money and i also ate it so i went and bought something and i ate it let me tell you we walked <laughs> all the <laughs> way home So by then my parents were already concerned because we don't have a phone and it takes forever to actually mm. get home. Now my sister is like, "Why did you eat it and we could have actually still used it for fair and I would have just carried it home." And I was like, "No. If you're eating your you spent your on food that I was spending quite on food." At that point I learned one common sense is not common to all. <laughs> you just said about myself. Sister. I was the one who I ate it. But you're such a nice sister. You're like, let's be in this together. No, but she could have carried me in the matato. I wasn't thinking right. I don't think I, I, I don't, don't think, think I, I don't thinking. think I don't think it's about thinking right. I just think that you just wanted to be at the same level as her. So that mm. when you go home as in nyote mnapigwa makelele si ati ni mtu mmoja. We actually got it. We really did get it. You see now at we least we you're not it. there at feeling like oh, oh me I'm the good one. No I I realize why I'm not the elder. Next time <laughs> just listen what my elder sister says is what I will do. Simple. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. So for me my earliest memory related to money was I have so many so many related to money my earliest memories. So a little background about myself is that my dad is is an economist. So for him money conversations were things that we used to have even from a younger age. So for me even like things like saving, investing, going for shopping. So for me those things have been always wow. there from a younger age. Yeah, so it has always been there since even I was young. I remember also sometimes when relatives used to come and visit. I know I've mentioned this in the podcast be- before like the way relatives I don't know if these days they give people money. It's we are the relatives. Oh, 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 Do oops. you give people money? Okay, <laughs> low. <laughs> you corrected me. I don't give people money. Oh, I'm such a bad auntie. <laughs> anyway. So, when they used to come and visit, so they used to give us like 50 bobs, mm-hmm. 100 bob and all those things. So, every time my dad used to come from work, he'd be like, "Oh, so your relatives have come to visit." And you know your kids, you'll say that, you know, "Yes, they came." So, he'd be like, "Come here, nini?" And he'd be like, "Oh, We are many patia 100 bob we are many patia 200 bob and we'll be like oh can i have that money and so sometimes used to be like huh what is my money and he used to be like no 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 you don't know the value of money you're too yeah, you don't so he used he went and opened for us like a jumbo junior account where he used to keep the money and all those things so he used to take us through the process like this money i've put it in a bank This money at the end of the year you'll go for jumbo junior i think they used to have like things like festivals so it's like you see when your piggy bank is full then you have qualified to go for the festival mm-hmm. so m- always make sure when a relative comes you put money in the piggy bank yeah so those are the conversations we used to have w- when i was young yeah so that's like my earliest memory in relation to money yeah i know everybody i tell the story they're like huh. <laughs> i'm like what <laughs> i'm like it wasn't oh, easy 
So for me, my money personality is a hoarder. Like I hold on money. Like any money I get, I have to save, you know. I mm. have to invest the money. So now when you stand back and see where did it come from, you see like, okay, that's my upbringing. Because now I wasn't taught that you need to like spend money to make more money. Also, you have to save. You have mm. to budget your money. When you go for shopping, you have to look at why you're buying this and not this. Yeah. So for me, it has made my personality be come much of a holder and a saver and less of a spender. Yeah. I feel like for me, it's a bit of a balance. Mm-hmm. I'm a spender. I'm a spender, right? <laughs> <laughs> You've emphasized on the spender part. I'm a saver <laughs> on this other side. No, I feel like because... Um, my my money personality has to come from I think first my culture because yes. I'm from the coast mm. and then we have this habit of being contented mm. and then you know as we usually tell you you can't just look at every money as money for cement you know mm. go and eat the money like and then us our biggest spend when it comes to people is food because oh, every time yeah. you come you know we we host you yeah. know we prepare meals there's always going to be like a, some oh. sort of a buffet you get yeah. so at that point you don't think. Uh, I need to save. Save what? Mm. They're guests, guys. That's you know, mm. and that's the habit I realize I have with my friends. So my friends say, "Oh yeah, let's get together. Let's go." I'm like, "Yes." Like before you even ask where, the answer is yes. Now tell me where are we going? Mm. Get so whenever it's time to spend on such things, you do I'm it. going to spend. Mm. And then now the saving aspect, I feel like for me, you save because we also were taught a little bit about saving. Mm. I had a piggy bank. I don't even remember what it was. It was like those two boxes. Mm. But let me tell you, our house help went with all of my money after I've saved it. Yeah. Trauma. <laughs> all <laughs> of it. All of it. One day I was just finishing prayer. You know how Muslims finish their prayer like this? Mm. And then I turned. I, I realized it was open. My box was open. I'm so glad it was after prayer because if it was anything before, <laughs> I would have been confused. But yeah, and then I saw it was, I, oh my God, I cried so much. And I didn't know how much it was, so my mom didn't know how much Aww. to replace. It was very traumatic. All that effort. Ima- as a child, you know, I, I could have eaten that money, literally. I could have bought something. I don't know, a dress. So do you still save in like piggy banks? When you see piggy banks, do you still put I money? love to save in piggy banks. Genuinely, I do love to save in piggy banks because it's fun. Yeah, I feel like fun. even as an adult, if there's something you like to do that is fun for mm. you, just do it. Mm. Go. So if I do it That's because true. it's fun. So even right now at home, I have this uh, empty whatever of uh, floss. Mm. My floss finished, I bought another one. So the empty one, I put coins in it. Oh, wow. I should drink for water. I have so many. <laughs> I have so yes, many. I love the wooden ones even more. I have. I feel so like many. they're so authentic. Okay, I don't have a wooden one, but I have so yeah, many. You can give me one. Banks. People enter and they're like, are you addicted to these things? I'm like... But do you use them? Yes. But now it depends on which one I will land. When I have a coin, I'll be like, this one. Next time, it's that one. Really? Next time, it's this one. I just feel the joy when putting it inside. How but much was it last year? How much did you... Oh, you don't open them? I don't open. Until the time I'm like, okay, I actually okay, need so can you gift me with the coins? <laughs> no. <laughs> you start from scratch. No. We are here to help each other as people, <laughs> as humans. No, you start from scratch. Everyone's journey is different. <laughs> so I'll give you an empty exactly. one. Exactly. Don't give me an empty one because my journey will be different. Yours was an empty one. <laughs> when I'm cursing. <laughs> I hear you though. Okay. Okay. So we can go to the next question. How did your parents and guardians approach money? And how has that influenced your own attitudes and behaviors? 
I feel like my mom, like my parents, they were both. Um, I feel like my dad was more of an investor, mm. but also that also came from a bit from my mom a lot. Not mm. a bit, a lot from my mom mm. because my mom was a banker. Mm. She's been a banker all her life. Mm. So you know, back then you used to be given. I still, I still think people are uh, given loans. Yeah. When you work are. at the bank, mm. uh, back then you could be given a loan on a car. Mm piece of land. Yeah. So she was really big on investment. Until now, she's big on credit. She's the one who li- literally forces me to use my credit card. Mm. So she's like, you know, you need you don't have to spend money you already have if okay. you don't need to spend it. Mm. So you can always use your credit card, build your credit worthiness, mm. and then take it back. Okay. And then also, I feel like um, I've seen the, the possibilities. Mm. Like you can take mm. loans and pay it back. You can invest and actually get something. So I feel like we have more conversations now about finances in terms of retirement, mm. once you've retired, the drawbacks and annuities. We talk about investments. Mm. I think she even invests in Master X. We always have those conversations. Yeah, in that in that's a particular group. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> in the community. <laughs> so she has like a very high diversified portfolio. And I think her biggest take is you don't have to make the mistakes I made. Mm. I made them. Mm. that you don't make them. Mm. So whenever she can help us avoid making a mistake, I feel like that's a bit of a problem because sometimes she, for her it might have been a mistake, for you it might not be a mistake. Yeah, true. So Because there's no one size fit all. Yeah. So I feel like for me that's what cultured the whole holistic aspect. And then my dad was also big also on spending. They spent a lot on me, so I just maybe assumed that you're meant to spend your money a lot. Oh, okay. And you're also supposed to spend on people. Oh, yeah. So that also really came. Because whenever we needed something, like me during Eid, I always mm. wanted two dresses. And I always got two dresses instead of one. Mm. If I say, oh, I want to go and do something, I'll get the whatever amount. So I just... And you, do s- you still do it until today? Like you need to have... Do you, you buy for yourself dresses over Eid? No, I buy myself dresses anytime I feel like I need a dress. <laughs> <laughs> we literally are from talking about my wardrobe. <laughs> And how big it is. And you're asking me if I buy dresses only on Eid. (laughs) Come on now. (laughs) I'm trying to tame you, to tame you, but it's like... Yeah. These are even... I feel like for for Eid is more on spending on other people. Oh, yeah. Whatever. We are now the aunties, remember? Yes. Now we are the ones who have to do the spending on other people. Yeah. So on on yourselves, whenever you need... Again, the balance. Save and spend on... You know, there's this article I read that they say as much as it's... You're saving, you're retiring with an amount. Mm. It's always, you're retiring most with memories. Because if you have the money and you don't have the memories and you just sit there, you're thinking now is when you're going to make the memories. That means Mm. you're going to spend most of your retirement money on making memories as compared to actually living what it's supposed to do. So right now, both save and invest for retirement and still make the memories so that you actually retire with both. Imagine when you're 60 and you're trying to make memories with people. People are busy. Your children are there. They're like, hi. No, with your fellow 60-year-olds. Uh-uh. Why don't let's, you want an SGR? Let's not do that at 60. <laughs> <laughs> you're passing time. So for me, how did my parents or guardians approach money and how has it influenced my attitude and behaviors? I think I'd mentioned it earlier. For me, it has really influenced my how I also relate with money, how I view money. It has played a very huge part because, as I had mentioned, like we were having those money conversations from an earlier, an earlier age, you mm. know. 
There's one thing I noticed that I usually hate going for shopping. I'm one person who's like supermarkets. I'm like, oh Lord. So I remember, because sometimes I still go for shopping. But every time someone tells me, let's go for shopping, it's like a dreaded thing. I'm like, why? Grocery shopping to be specific. Yes, go okay. to the supermarket and let's now buy things, household things. I usually feel like, can we just do it? Can we just do it on Glovo or something? Someone to just deliver why it. So th- when I looked back, I remember when we were young, we used to go for shopping as a family. It used to be like, those ones my dad sits An us exercise. down and tells us. It's shopping, because I remember we used to go on every Saturday, and it used to be in Ichumi, and it used to be like, it's time for us to write a shopping list. So you sit down, you write the shopping list with him, nini nini, time, let's go, let's carry all his three girls, and it's like, twenty sasa shopping. Oh, my days. Shopping used to be like, <coughs> you know, and this is an economy, so you can see where he's coming ah, from. It used to okay, be like, we are okay. buying this because of this, you're not choosing this because of this. And it, I also do it to, till date. And I do it so subconsciously. I'm like, when someone is picking that, I'm like, so why are you picking that? Why are you not picking this one? Why are you picking something expensive and it's the same thing? You know, I ask people the same questions and I'm like, okay. These are habits that My I God. picked yeah. from when, I was, when we were going for shopping. And it's the things that we only buy what is in the shopping list. Let me tell you, if I go with my friends and we are like, we're going for shopping, if it's not the shopping no list, extra ice you, cream. I'll be like, eh, eh, it wasn't here. Where's the extra money coming <laughs> from? And my friends are like, huh? oh my God, we are adults. <laughs> Give us a break. <laughs> and I came to realize that was what was happening when I was growing up. Because when the shopping list was being written and we used to go for shopping, my dad used to allow us to pick up things and put mm. them in the cart. But when we go to the teller, my friend, he will remove those things and he'll be like, eh, eh. You are not when on the you, list. When you're writing the list, did you say you want an extra pin pop? And you'll be like, no. Pin pop. And he'll be like, me, I don't have money for pin pop. I only budgeted for the money of the things that you're going to buy right now. And he'll be like, I hope you can remember next time when you're going for shopping, please remember I to think. add it. You know, and that's the same thing I do so subconsciously. Like, I'll only buy what is in my shopping list. If it's not there, by the way, I won't buy. Or if I see something, I'll just go, right, okay, next. I'll go to the next month's shopping and be like, I add it. So subconsciously. So you put it for next month? Yes, I will put it for next month. But I've realized, okay, no, I've realized. I read somewhere that, you know, it's like when you're raised by, uh, your parent is a thief. Mm. And your two kids. One will come out a thief, the other one will come out a cop. Mm. So there are people who are raised like that, but they do the opposite. Oh yeah. Now they don't have a limit when they're going shopping. Oh yeah. They actually put in everything because when they were younger, oh, yeah. they were limited so much that now they feel like because I'm an adult, I can actually oh, yeah, afford, afford it. it. You yeah. see, that's also a form of trauma yeah. because now you're thinking like the way people say, what is that one thing you really splurge on? Mm. Most people splurge on something that when they were younger, they never used mm. to get enough of. So they were always sure. limited. For you, you took exactly how it was. Said <laughs> nothing. First, <laughs> can imagine. Well, I can't go shopping like with you because you'll give me side eyes a lot. Because I'm the one who goes through all the aisles to see what I want, because I might have forgotten something. And you know, fun fact: every time I go back home, there's something I've actually not picked from the supermarket. Oh no! But I have those days. I have those days. Even growing up, we had days for window shopping. Wind? No, put it inside and buy. Oh, yes, okay. I, that's how I shop. I go through the aisles. All the aisles? 
how am I going to find out what I need in the house if I don't go through all the aisles? I'm judging. I'm like, why would you go? That's what I'm telling you. You wouldn't. You wouldn't. Like, even I would go through the carrots and groceries, knowing clearly well I'm not going to get groceries from there. But just in case, you know, maybe today the groceries look good and I might just. Oh, no. Even though I will not. Okay, that's, uh, that's now, that's, we are two different people. I don't know. I ca- you, ca- I ca- you can't take me shopping. Yeah, you can't take me yeah, shopping. And I can't, yeah, I can't. I'll be like, Madam Kassin, no, no, no. I will traumatize you. I <laughs> know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Okay. So let's go to the next ca- question. Can you think of a person, book, or movie that significantly influenced your mindset about money? How did it shape your belief? Mm. I don't think I've read many books. Mm. That's the first thing. Same here. I read. I have one in the house. Uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad. Mm. I think that's I like ha- I haven't one read. of the three I've read. But you said you haven't read any money books. You see, w- someone like me, people expect that I've read like ten or twenty or thirty. Yes. No, I really struggle. Years. I really struggle because I'm like, uh-uh, I've read this thing in university. I've read this thing in master's. Mm. Uh, now I'm reading again. Uh-uh, no. I need something different. Make, that, would, that would make sense. I think for me it's just because I, I d- at the beginning I didn't have a reading culture. Mm. So I couldn't start a reading culture by reading financial books. I might as well go back to school mm. to get my drift. So there's yeah. no point. Yeah. But I think for me it's been a lot of articles just to be able to understand how money works in this current era, you know, following a lot of Instagram, mm. you know, people who share their journeys on yeah. money, that has really helped me. And I think I would just say the new era of the internet has really helped just to show that one, you're not alone on your journey. Yeah. Because sometimes we think that maybe you waited till you're 30 to start saving. You don't have any savings and then you realize somebody else is making the same content and it's very relatable. Mm. Um wondering maybe for halal investments as mm. Muslims and we actually see the struggle maybe in a nation that is not uh, heavily Islamic or mm. Islamic ruled. So it can, f- it can be very difficult to find uh, halal inv- or halal investment options. And people are busy telling you every day, diversify your portfolio. I'm like, and I would like love to where? diversify my portfolio. Yeah. But please tell me where? where do I diversify this portfolio? You see that mm. also becomes another challenge. There's a huge gap in that in that sector. Very, very, very huge gap. Okay, I think some people are trying. Yeah, they're trying. Um, but then again, Muslims may mostly make money through business. Mm. That is how they are able to make their money. Because then there's no interest and all that sort of things. So I feel like that would be like the era of the internet. And then the other one would have to be my mom. Because my mm. mom, again, was really sto- stronghold in terms of money. And right now we have a lot of money conversations. Mm. How do you save? How do you invest? Um are you looking at this option of investment? Are you looking at that option of investment? Maybe mm. why? And if I did have an investment question, I would call her and be like, mm. I want to join a circle. Why do you think I want to join a circle? Mm. Even before she asked me, why do you want to join a circle? Then she's like, oh yeah, the benefits of circles are ABCD. Mm. And I'll be like, no, 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 I don't want to join a circle. Mm. I've changed my mind. Because no, I don't it doesn't align. With yes, it doesn't align with my goals. And then I'll be like, okay, so is there something else we'd like to try? And then she would refer like insurance agents to me. Mm. And all that. She's like my portfolio manager at this point. Mm. Yeah, so she does most of that and also her history as a banker. Mm, so she, she has, has experience. experience and the connect yes. within the industry. Mm. So whenever I need somebody to do something within the banking industry mm. or the insurance or the financial industry, she definitely knows somebody or knows somebody who knows somebody. Okay, okay. 
So that's really helped. Okay. I guess if I answer this question, I'll just be like my father. Yeah. My father has influenced and shaped, shaped my belief for money. Quite He wrong. actually does that until today. Sometimes he asks me, what are you doing? And, and I'm like, um, yeah, I'm so confident. I'm like, and, and he's like, whatever you're doing, it doesn't make sense. And I'm like, okay, good. But you want to unlearn all those things he I gave you trauma because at this point it's like trauma. I don't think it's trauma. I think it's, you know, the way they can say positive trauma that has really influenced you and shaped the way you are. It's that. Yes. But I feel like because, you know, if it's all this financial knowledge, because you've been given like a lot of financial knowledge, right? Because mm. obviously there are decisions I would make financially that my mom would not agree on. Like mm. how much I would spend on a phone. My mom would not understand why you're spending that much <laughs> on a gadget. Same, same here. Oh it's Lord. not making sense. Why? Like the other time I was, because she had like some amount of money and I needed that money. That was mine. And I was like, oh. can I get that? She's like, what do you want that money for? I told her I want to buy a phone. She's like, why? I know. I said, because I, I, I want to buy a phone. Mm. There are no other cheaper phones. I know. So you see like, all that the things they have taught you, you've put them in one. I feel like there's some things you need to open and remove because they not necessarily don't serve you mm. as the person that you are or the person you want to be. Mm. So some things could be positive. Yeah. Yes, but at some point, a level of structure, because I also think you need to ask yourself, if you're looking to have kids, if you're not looking to have kids completely, okay, the next generation, how do you want to mm. raise them? Are you comfortable with the, yes, I would also teach my kids the exact same things I was taught. I think I will actually teach them the exact same things I was taught. Come on now. Let me tell you, <laughs> even the relationships I am in, like the romantic relation, I'm telling you, money conversations is like the start. I'm like, where are we financially? Like me, you, you need to tell me that. Now that w- that's cause that's I feel like that's important. That's important. Yeah, but I don't. I don't think whatever I I learned from my dad has impacted me like negatively, or I have trauma about it. Mm. I don't have trauma about it. It's just something that I need to unlearn, like my money personality, which is a saver. Mm. So I'm trying to tell myself that, hey, my my friend, you need to spend money to make money. So that's also a struggle that I am usually, I'm usually trying to to remove from my head because sometimes yes, I have the money. Let me tell you, sometimes most of the times I have the money. But then you tell me to spend. I'm like, I do those calculations. I'm like, how do I make it back? How do I make it back? How do I do this? How do I quantify that I spent this much money on this? Yes, yes. So sometimes I'm even like, okay, by the way, come and buy and buy. Let me just spend it, you know? I think money value. Mm. I remember I was telling a friend about money values. I am not the expert here. Let's just make that disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> I just read a whole lot. So I was talking about money values because they, you know, like those people who, I'm those people, if I know you, I care about you, I will spend money. Like mm. it's, it's, it's in my nature. Mm. I'm already sitting down and thinking, okay, if I take this person on a holiday, if I buy them this thing, if I buy them this thing, I am constantly on a monthly basis of wanting to spend money on my person or my people. Mm. That's in my nature. Why? Because my money value is in relationships and mm. experience. So if we are talking about having an experience, I would spend on it. Okay. We are going somewhere. It's going to be beautiful memories. Mm. I would spend. People I care about, mm. I will spend. That is my money value. Mm. The other person doesn't have to do anything to me. Mm. You get? It's just, that's my nature. 
And that is how I put in the value. Okay. So there are people who find it so hard to spend on the other person. That's that, me. That I'm was thinking, the conversation. Even when you're saying that, I'm like, so what happens if you break up? All those tips. <laughs> I'll be like, hey, my friend. No, give and don't expect anything in return. Is that from the Bible? (laughs) So I was telling, I was telling them, for them, they needed somebody to spend some amount on them Mm. to make them generous. Mm. So they need to see, like, okay, you've taken them on a lunch. So Mm. it's like almost they need like a motivation to give you back. So I asked them, like, you need to understand with regards to your money value on how you spend your money, the values that you... Because they don't mind spending it on a big purchase on themselves, okay. on specific things. Mm. But then if it maybe if it becomes to somebody else mm. or something else, because mm. they could be friends with both of us and they could spend on me, but not spend on you, but mm. they'll find it difficult to spend on you. Mm. And then, you know, you have to understand where the value in your spending is. Okay. So you have to understand what is your money value and what are those things that you find so easy to spend on. Okay. I need to get what my money value is. Then. Yes, because yourself yes, first. Myself, yes, yes. I need, <laughs> I need, first. To, I need to define that. Yeah. yeah, so you need to find out what is it that... And you'd find that it's there when you look at your... When you're told to do the monthly check of your money expenditure, like your mm. expenditure, you see where your money goes. Mm. Yeah, I think I learned that at a Rotary camp where mm. you see where your money goes. So where your money goes is where your money value is. You realize if you don't like to use public transport, your value is <laughs> like to give I yourself feel like you soft just, just end this question. <laughs> because I already know my... Just let's, end, let's move to the next because I already know what my money value is. Yes, exactly. You will know. Just check your mm. expenditures and then when you're checking your expenditures where you find you spent most money, that's where your money value mm. is. So you need to be conscious now. Because right now you're doing it subconsciously. So now you mm. need to be conscious of where your money value is. And if you need to tweak it, then you tweak it. Okay, makes sense. Actually, yeah. it makes sense. I've just, I've just, I've just gone about it. And I've just seen. It's my soft life. <laughs> <laughs> it is it's my soft, soft life. life Sometimes babe. I look back and I'm like, hey, hey, this soft life is killing me. Oh, yeah, you're, <laughs> doing, you're doing just fine. <laughs> yes. You're doing just fine. Yes, so... Um, the last question says, what's a small luxury or guilty pleasure you indulge in? Mm. Small. Small luxury or guilty pleasure. Okay, so this is where I feel like we're... And I, I was having a conversation with somebody yesterday about this. As an adult now, I don't do any chore t- or task mm. that I do not like fancy or need to do mm. and i feel like um i wouldn't say it's like a money bias or a money trauma but now my money caters for a lot of that mm. because i will not go into the kitchen if i don't have to mm. because you know when you're growing up you most probably need to do a lot of cooking when you're at home there's a, a point hey. in your life when you I'm cook t- so much I, I asked i asked <laughs> myself how are people cooking like this all the day? Yes. Hey, me five days, I'm like, by the way, you get it, you, you make it to five days. Hi. I assure you the most I do in a week is eggs. <laughs> <laughs> the most I do in a week is eggs. And because you're being told, oh, you have to eat proteins. You know, you have to like okay. eat proteins and all those sort of things. Because some of these money biases or traumas we have are from mm. experiences we yeah. got. 
So because of the experience, and I can assure you, as I was not raised in a manner that oh, I needed to cook when I was younger or mm. anything. I think I started cooking when I was in high school mm. or like post high school mm. at that point. But I feel like from then to when now I finished campus, there was too much cooking involved. Oh, there was way too much cooking involved. Mm. You started doing your laundry when you're in I don't know high Washing school or primary or. Constantly, you're, you're at this. And I'm like, why? So now, as an adult, anything that I don't like to do... That you can pay for. It's, it, I will not even think twice. Mm. That's where it's going. I'm like, mm. I'm going... This is in my budget. Mm. Even when it's not in my budget, it will be paid for. Mm. Because it's not going to be done by me. Okay. So I feel like those are some of the things. But those are the small, like, day-to-day stuff that I would go through. Mm. I feel like for luxuries, it's either when you go into a supermarket and there's that one thing that maybe your parents never used to get mm. for you and now you're thinking why not? Mm. You go and get it. Um, and I think like maybe the last thing is as we used to move around a lot. We moved mm. around places and uh, towns and where to live until we settled in now. And it's it's become a part of me. Uh, no, I, <laughs> I travel hey. a lot. Hey, so now, now it makes sense. <laughs> but you know, you're never in one place. No, I can explain. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, no, let me not Mm-mm. put this on my family. <laughs> because now I feel like my family have done the opposite. Then they've settled. Oh. No, I was telling you, you can be raised a certain way, but one will come the, this side, mm. and one will come the opposite. My family has settled, and they're very comfortable. So we do like maybe once in a year or once twice in a year family vacation mm. because I'm really pushing, guys. I really want us to do this together. Can we please do this together? So for me, I feel like that's a luxury mm. that I've either inherited mm. and I've kind of gotten used to because we also used to move and I also moved schools a lot. Mm. So it's just moving is now part of me. Yeah, no, it actually makes sense. Yes. So me sitting down at home mm. for like two months is Can never be you. No, it's is is no it's a struggle. <laughs> just say it's a struggle. It's a beautiful struggle. <laughs> Let me add the word beautiful to it. And yes, I am working on myself, guys. No, it's okay, it's okay. You know now I understand. Remember yeah. the last time I was telling you, Mona Mkasi, you're always here, 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 here. So now it's when I'm like, oh, now it makes sense. Yeah. Which is actually and good. And it's so, I like, I would be a very good FBI agent. Like, I would have a go bag so fast. Because I already know what I need to wear. And I know what I need to pack. And I can plan a vacation. Like, give me, like, I don't know, two, three hours. Mm. And I will plan for you a whole week. Okay. okay. So for me, what's a small luxury or guilty pleasure you indulge in? Um, this year, I'm going to say perfume. Me, um, I love perfume. I, I buy perfume. How many do you have? Hey, let's not go there. <laughs> More than 20. No. Yes. They're all, f- like, they all have something inside. Yes. Of course, I cannot be the one to judge you. <laughs> that is one thing. So, another question says, if money were no object, what's one extravagant thing you would love to buy for yourself or for someone else? What does that particular item or experience hold significance? No, 20 perfumes. And we, we are, are still buying more. We are still, <laughs> we've gone to the next ah, question. <laughs> Lord. And I thought I loved perfumes. I actually love perfumes. A little bit too much. 
I have like 10. You have 20. I have so many. Now I have an example every time somebody tells me, oh, you're buying too many perfumes. And I'm like, no. 20, Sometimes 20 I have to goal. actually resist myself. Actually, I've told myself, no, 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 no. Do you use no. them? Do you use them? Yes, I do. Oh, that's nice. That's all that matters. That's all that. And it gives me so much joy. When I buy perfumes, you should see. It's like I have bought you what? Ha! Wow. Going and paying for them. Oh, it's even the, the attendants usually go like, eh, what's happening here? But the joy. Maybe you've looked for it for so long. You finally no, found it. No, it's just the joy. <laughs> That's like, what I'm thinking. Like, oh, this babe really <laughs> looked for this babe. She's I finally know. found it at our store. She's so happy. If only they knew. If only they knew. Just bring her 16 so others. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. And maybe they're all like rosy and yeah. sweetie, candy like, yeah. lavender. Mm. There's this TikToker who actually smells the perfume and they can tell you. It smells like cinnamon. This, by the way, anyone who's talking about perfumes, I like cut them off. I'm like, don't even. I just see. This I'm like, no, no, no. no, no, it's, no. It's, it's motivating you to, to make because more money. Because I'll be like, oh, not again. <laughs> not another one that I will go. I'll be just there now googling <laughs> and saying bookmark, bookmark, bookmark. <laughs> <laughs> so the next time I see a shop, I'm like, oh, there's this, this one this I want. Perfume. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So we can answer the next question. Oh, yes. For if me. money was no object. Um... I feel like I have obviously have like a long list. I would start from like my mom. I would get her like a big car, mm. just because, uh, just because, because why not? Mm. And then I have my sister. Mm. I would like most probably like get her like a big house. I would mm. get my babies like some nice stuff, whatever they want. Because you know, you already know I'm a spender on people I yeah, love. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I already have in my mind. I already know what I want to get. All these people. I have like my best friend. I would most probably just pay her. To retire. She doesn't have to work a day in her life. That is what I will get her. I don't even have to buy anything. I'll just put money in her account and tell her, now think about what you want to do for the next 20 years of your life. Relax. And then maybe let's go on a vacation. Wow. Yeah, and then like my younger sister, um, I'll just get her like nice stuff. Maybe designer shoes, designer Mm. watch. You get something like that. My brother would most probably get a car for himself. Mm. Like I... Have a list, even before I don't even know what I would get myself, but I know what yeah, I would get. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. People in my life, in terms of what they need, if they need to relocate, I know that they need to relocate. I would relocate them. Like, oh wow, I'm a I'm a thoughtful. Yeah, <laughs> on oh, people. Wow. Yeah, that's pe- so nice. I definitely know like what my close friends need, mm. and like now any nitty gritties and what they would consider maybe luxury and what they would not. Okay, that's 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 good. That's yeah. that's so nice. Yeah. That's so nice. I think for me, if, if it was, I think one thing I would love to buy is time. Time to spend. I don't with think that's how the question goes. It it can be the question. <laughs> if money were no object, if money you want to spend your money on time for what? What's one extravagant thing you would love to buy for yourself and someone else? Oh, that is for I yourself. Th- yes, I think also also for someone. Okay, no, who would it be? For me, yeah. I think I'll just buy time. Time to spend with people, time to spend with... with. When I read this question, let me now say the truth. When I read this question when you sent to me yesterday, mm-hmm. that's the first question, that that's the first answer that popped into my mind. I would love oh to yeah. buy time. But then today I was in some, some community webinar about g- leadership and girls and all those things. And they said time... like you n- People say like time is... 
like you want to buy time, you want to have more time with people. Why not be present in that moment? I was going to ask you, but I didn't want to be that person. So uh, even <laughs> now, when I'm saying, I'm like, yesterday yeah. the answer was time. So after today's webinar, I'm like, no, it can't be time because I just need to busy. be. I'm not that busy. You see. Yeah, and you don't so have kids. So like, I need to be see, present. I'm one of those people who say, and you don't have kids. Yes, I'm just <laughs> busy. So, Course. And then now I'm saying time. So I think I need to like sit down and, and and see what is this I will spend on myself or someone else. For people, I usually ask them, this these days when I'm in someone's birthday, I usually ask, what do you need? Mm. And you tell me. And I buy for you. Flowers. Yeah. And don't tell me that you need a car because that one I won't buy. I'm like, no, they could mean a small car. <laughs> Where? In this Nairobi? In yeah. this Kenya? I've attended this uh, car thingy. Man, don't judge. I don't know what it's called. The th- event with many cars. Mm. People come and see the cars. Mm. This was somebody who was uh, a vendor who was selling this kind of classic mini. Oh, cars. Yes. Those ones. Very thoughtful gift for people who love cars. So if somebody tells you, oh, I want a car for my birthday, that is what you get them. And it's vintage. Because I've attended, I've, uh, oh, yeah. I've visited, uh, we, it was a trip. I think we went to Lake Elementaita, somewhere near Lake Elementaita. And then this man in his house, he had a cave, mm. um, man cave. And he had <coughs> the small, small cars there, like on mm. a lineup with the whatever for the bikes. Oh, wow. Exactly. So wow. next time, just get them a small car. Okay. So what have you learned through your money traumas and your relationship with money? What do you want to improve this year? <coughs> it's January. People are making New Year's Oh, yeah, it's still January. Guys, yeah. okay, wait. I've not really, I don't know if I have, wow, I'm literally fumbling through this. So I don't know if I have a money resolution for this particular year. Every year I tell myself I want to travel less because the less I travel, the more money I will actually have and see that I have. Mm. I'm not sure how, I think I just need to make more money. Mm. That is Everyone <laughs> in this Nairobi and this Kenya <laughs> wants to make more money. Yes, I need to make more money because I don't want to adjust. Mm. I don't want to adjust my habits. I want to fund them. Mm. That is genuinely what I want to do. Because I don't think my experiences are creating any harm to my life. Because mm. most of the time when I do an evaluation is, like my biases, like you see sometimes, maybe this thing I never used to get a lot, so I want to spend a lot of money on it. I've tend to like minimize it. Mm. Yes, so realizing that I'm such a big spender and I spend on everyone... My mom asked me one time, like, you're investing so much on people. Have you invested in yourself? Mm. And it was the most casual statement. We were not talking about anything before that. We were not, you know, it was just, Mm. you know, like somebody just sees something and they just decide to drop bombshells on Mm. you. And I was like, wow. So I feel like since that time, I have this balance that I try to maintain in terms of spending on people. Because I know a lot I would think about, oh, yeah, I want to buy this for this person. I want to do this for this person. I want to and I just have to learn to like, so that I tell myself if I have enough and I spend at least some on them, mm. when they actually need it mm. and they come to me, I will still have something to give. So okay. I still need to save and invest. If For me, it helps me to think that I'm doing it for somebody else. Mm. So at, in the long run, it will still be very helpful. Okay. Yeah, so I feel like that's something that I'm learning. And then the other thing is just to continue, like to actually read that one book that's in my house that I need to read uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, who I hear filed for bankruptcy. I don't know how true that is. I don't know. Somebody I don't should have read his this. book. 
I want to actually read a book a month, so that is one amongst my many books mm. that I'm supposed to read this month. Okay. Yeah. I think my traumas are just around that, but I don't think I've had that many traumas, but I genuinely do feel like maybe I have some biases when it comes to how I spend my money, for mm. sure. Yeah. Okay. I think for me, my resolution for the year is to value myself more. Mm. To value myself more, and I think that's the biggest. Travel, remember. That's the biggest to value myself more. Yeah. And no, not not even travel. Travel is <laughs> travel is uko down. Wow. But value myself more. It's been something that I've been meaning to do and I've heard it from so many people. So this week I was also having a meeting and someone told me, Oh my god, Lynette, you need to value yourself more. And I was like, Okay. In what context? In more like in like in like my services mm. and also um, if someone asks for like a rate card, I need to price it more. Like I need to put more value on myself. Mm. So the notion I've been getting is that I'm undervaluing myself, you know. And I always have excuses for that. I'm usually like, oh, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know. Yeah, true. You know. And then someone was like, nah, doesn't make sense. You just need to value yourself more. And I'm like, okay, I've had it so many times, and I'm like, okay, now I actually need to do it. Yeah, because I also feel like. If you know that when you value yourself less, there's some people who won't take up your services because of how low they are. Mm. They would think you're not credible. Yes. So if that helps you value yourself more, you should think about that. Because definitely, there's sometimes even when I see a service and I'm like, no. Mm. Not because because it's it's lowly price. And I'm asking mm. myself, mm. I thought this was going to be a bit... So you're wondering about the quality of the mm. service you're going to get. So definitely. Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. something... I am working around this first quarter of 2024. Definitely. Okay, so we can. Very best. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So we can go back to our questions, our our whatever questions. Oh yeah, and that's how we wrap up. That's how we wrap up the session. Nice, and we did not introduce ourselves. Oh yes, yes, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. We assume people know us. Ah, it's the end of the episode. Monam Kasi, could you please introduce yourself? This is the problem of having friends over. Yeah, just assume like it's familiarity a normal, normal catch-up. Yes, it was, but it was like a catch-up <laughs> for sure. Um, <laughs> thank you. The name is Monamkasi. Monamkasi Juma, marketing and communications consultant. Six plus years of experience. That is what I love to do in my spare time. You already, mm. as you've had, I love to travel. I love to travel new foods and hang out with people. Mm. That's my go-to. Pleasure to have you here. Likewise, you'll okay. see more of me now. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. So then, what are the three top? What are the top three things in your bucket list? Oh yeah, this question is for you because I don't have a bucket list. No, I feel like my bucket list for this year is definitely one. I want to start traveling to see the, yeah, the wonders of the world. I feel like minus the wild beast, I have not experienced any other wonder of the world. Mm. Wild beast migration. Because it is here at home. Mm, it's so easy to access. It would be a shame if you haven't. I have. Great, because I was judging you. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> the other one I want I want to see too this year. Mm. Uh, by God's grace, so I want to do the Taj Mahal. And I also want to do the Victoria Falls. Mm. On I think on both sides. Mm. Zambia and Zimbabwe. And then, I think I usually have bucket list for the year. So, I don't have mm. like a long-term bucket list. Because for me, a bucket, I don't, my bucket list is not until I die. 
Mm. By the end of the year, I need to have checked off the bucket list and created another bucket list. Mm. So on, yeah. And then now this the passion project we are working on definitely oh, yeah. supports on my bucket yeah, list. Yeah. Yes. And another passion project I just thought about yesterday. So I'm also very excited. Wow. To do within the year. Now wow. that will be like in the long run until the end of the <laughs> year. No, until the end. The end. Until either I die oh, or my partner, the partner that I'll be working with dies. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So it's a lifelong, it's a lifelong oh, commitment. Oh, project, okay. Commitment. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not go into details. <laughs> oh, I it's not marriage. Oh, oh I didn't it is not, guys. No one, no one went there. It would be nice, but it's not. Okay. Three things in your bucket list. Yes. I don't think I've thought about this. I think I need to sit down and think. Yeah. But three things this year was to exercise, mm-hmm. network. Mm-hmm. What's the third one? Start a family. No. <laughs> <laughs> Can't forget it that fast. <laughs> no. Okay. I don't know the third, but those are the two main ones. Yeah. That's nice. So two things that make you happy. Two things that make me happy. Oh, perfume makes me happy. Very. It makes you very happy. Oh, you have no idea. Clearly. The second one. I think my family and my friends. Oh. You know your family and your friends. Yeah. Those people make me happy. It's just because also I have a small knit of friends. Like, I can count them. So all of them make me, like, when I see them, I'm like, I'm so happy. Very unrelated, but I would want to be those people who have like 10 people on their lineup mm. on their wedding day. Like, because I know like 10 people worthy or mm. like who would love to be on my lineup. Mm. I feel like a big circle. I don't, I like the, I, I don't mind the way people say oh, you're supposed to have a small circle mm. because I don't know for whatever reasons, but for me, mm. a big circle mm. makes sense. Mm. Like, I don't want them to be a handful, I want them to be a, both hands and feet. <laughs> kind of situation. Let's be like twenty girls. Like he let my man struggle to find another twenty people to match you guys. You get what 20 I mean? Twenty is a lot. It doesn't matter. Imagine the bridal party. It would be lit. I just want three or even two. Anyway, <laughs> that is one of those things that make me happy. And I think my family definitely my best friend. They make me happy. Flowers makes me happy. Food makes me very happy. Dressing up makes me happy. Colors make me happy. Oh, yes, colors. <laughs> we had forgotten that. Colors make me happy. So I have like a whole range of things, you know, ticking something off my bucket list makes me happy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we've come to the end of the episode. Yes. So thank you so much, Madam Kasi, for joining us on this episode. I know we are Always. doing s- a campaign with you so people will hear your voices your voice more frequently. And if she doesn't introduce herself, just remember, that voice is Monam Kasi. But we are going to strive to introduce ourselves. Always. In the next <laughs> coming episodes, yes. So until next time, my name is Lynette, helping you get your bag right. It's been a pleasure. Bye.